0: charmers welcome back to another episode of the charming libra i am your host tasha happy thursday happy jupiter day it's all about expansion and growth and abundance oh please don't do that honey i don't know why my cat lately like i have a stanley cup that i drink out of and she just starts rubbing her gums and fangs all over it (laughs) I don't know why she does it. And so she was beginning to start to do that. And so I had to stop that. So lost kind of train of thought. But yeah, it's the Thursday, which is ruled by Jupiter. Um and so just yeah, take this day to expand on whatever you're working on or working towards. And also abundance and manifestations, in my opinion, really Works well on this day. But, anyways, um, I am recording this episode ahead of time. It is the Aries Sex and Relationships. So, you may not hear it today, or you may, you may will. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) But I'm just trying to kind of get ahead of the game so that I don't fall too far behind. I can have episodes ready and then just release them when needed. So, after this one, I will probably be recording the um, the part four, I believe, of the health and nutrition series. Now, can you guys please forgive me because I was just looking through my episodes and I noticed that the part three says plant symbolism. So (coughs) excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. Um, that might be confusing some people because I'm sure people are like, what does plant symbolism have to do with, you know, astrology or anything? And plants are ruled in herbalism in the books that I read. Cause I read ancient books, like specifically by Nicholas Culpepper and a spiritual um, herbalism book, which, you know, it has, you know, the planets and sometimes the signs as ruled by these particular herbs. So it can happen, but I'm sure it's still quite confusing. So I really apologize about that. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it is meant to be called Planet Symbolism. I try to see if I could edit that, but unfortunately it can't because I'm sure this fucking phone is the one who changed it in the middle of me spelling it. And I unfortunately did not notice this until today. So I apologize for that. Again, if you listen to it, it's not about plant symbolism. It's about planet symbolism regarding um, planets that rule, you know, like parts of the body as well as the functions of the body. So um, with that said, I want to go ahead and promote my crystal shop, Alari Sky Jewelry. (laughs) Sorry if I broke your eardrums, but, uh, yeah, I just want to promote, um, Alari Sky Jewelry. If you are interested, um, I have a lot of juicy stuff that I am about to wrap soon. Um, keyword, one of them will be a lattice sunstone, which is a very rare stone in cabochon form. And I'm excited. Um, it was not cheap, <laughs> but I'm excited to, hopefully someone connects with this because it's very beautiful. It's like a kind of like a goldenish color sunstone with like rainbow like flakes of the lattice and stuff in it. So um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So that uh, I I ordered my wire. So my gold wire, because of course, I feel like gold, you know, gold, uh, rules the sun. So why not? Why not wrap it in gold? But anyway, um, yes, but I have a lot of good things coming up. Uh, once I get my stuff here, um, I also, uh, have a 5% off of everything sale. Um, I just recently put up a blue agate, blue, uh, blue lace agate. I have not got a chance to put up that moonstone yet, but I am working on it. But check it out. I have plenty of uh, pendants up there. I have full light. I have one green apophyllite left. Um, I also have um, a regular Um I'm thinking about trying to decorate that one a little bit def- different though. But I have, a lot, I have plenty of stones up there. High quality as well as it's wrapped in different things. I have ones up there that are wrapped in... 14K gold, um, filled, um, sterling silver, silver plated, pure copper, and antique copper. So check it out. It's, again, Alari Sky, Alari Sky on Etsy, A-L-A-R-I-E, S-K-Y-E, jewelry. Remember, if you go to the, do it on the Etsy site and go to the left corner of the search engine and put find shop. And my name will pop up once you type it in. So happy shopping. Take advantage of the 5% off and all of that lovely stuff, right? So, of course, we are getting to basically the last part of the Aries moon episodes because next week we'll be moving into Taurus season as well as Taurus moon as well as... Wow, I know there's a um, we have a solar eclipse coming up soon, so let me... <laughs> Woo, uh, let me make sure I get that episode in as well. Um it's going to be a solar eclipse on Aries, so let's see. Uh okay, yeah, that's next week on the 19th, so interesting. So I will make sure to record that episode ahead of time as well. Um since this one's done, I'll probably do that one first and then uh post that and all that good stuff. So Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into the Aries Moon Sex and Relationship. And as we know, I use two books for this. And unfortunately, is they're very short. Um, and like again, I haven't re- uh like the best thing I can tell you after cancer season, I yeah, I think it's after cancer season. Um Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much gonna be it for like the sexual like detail stuff. Not we'll also have one book to remain because it has plenty of things in here. So the erotic astrology will probably be around for a lot because it also has Venus and Mars, and I have one specifically based for Mars. Mars um when we get to Mars planet. Um. So um. That but that's about it. Other than that, like. There's not much other detailed books. I've tried to find them. (laughs) I really have, but they're just, the best one was the sexology and that was all done in season one. So if you are really into knowing about, you know, sex and relationships and how, like, like, I mean, the nitty gritty and the detail of the sign, you know, man, woman, um, non binary, you know, stuff. Um, well, I mean, well, they, they have, uh, I guess you can't really say it's non-binary. They just have like, you know, gay and, um, straight, um, relationships. I had to think about that for a second because I don't want to mislead anybody, but they do it for both. They do the straight male and the gay male, as well as the, uh, straight woman and the, uh, lesbian female. So, um, if you know, if you relate to um, you know being female or being male, listen to it. You can still listen to it, and it is very detailed on how like they like to have sex, like how each son loves to have sex, what kind of sexual stuff they're into, um, as well as you know what they find attractive, what they what they don't, what you know. It's just very detailed, even like they're. they're their, you know, their body and, you know, all of that good stuff. So if you have not listened to that and you're pretty new, season one will be your friend with that one. Season one has a lot of detail regarding that. It has a lot of detail regarding, um, what else? Um, like, uh, more detailed wellness episodes as well. Um, so, and self-care season two is more of the self-care, wellness episode, but, um, yeah, just listen, uh, listen. go back and listen to those episodes and, um, body and, um, uh, mind, I believe, or no, I did, uh, no, soul and body, I think it is, is that, that one's mainly season two, that one kind of explains, like, the signs, you know, like, um, how they think, like, how big their piece is, how, you know, all that stuff, so, yeah, um, if the, if you're into that kind of stuff, um, season one and season two will be your friend. Uh, although season three has some things, it is just much shorter, and to me, I feel like it's just, I don't know, it's kind of more vague in my opinion. It's just short-lived, and yeah, <laughs> you know, so... Um, yeah, give it a listen if you're interested. So let's go ahead and jump into your moon profile, Aries, moon. So characteristics of moon and Aries. Um, um, yeah, moon and Aries people. I'm sorry, I got like kind of distracted. Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, literally the beginning of springtime, the ideal time to take a new look at life, relating past experiences... The present and looking hopefully toward the future. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention what books I read from. So this book is The Moon Signs Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leek, and the next book will be Erotic Astrology: The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega. Sorry about that. Okay, so it is a fire sign, and its astrological symbol looks like the horns of a ram, the symbolic animal of the sign. Metaphysically, the horns of the ram also represent a fork in the road of life, giving a person the opportunity to go one way or another. Oh, that's interesting. Relating to freedom to decision-making, thus implying that free will is dominant in the Aries subject. So this isn't something we did not know. Like, Aries truly represents free will. Like, they do not allow, you know, they just do not follow the leader. They're, They're the leader, so... I get it. When we consider the moon in Aries in contrast to the sun in Aries, we get a slightly different picture because the moon is a water influence and in a fire sign. Water and fire can turn to steam. Thus, moon and Aries people often talk a lot and give the impression of being more knowledgeable than they are. For instance, the moon and Aries type can talk about big plans, invoke a lot of enthusiasm for these plans, but when called on to deliver more details, he falls apart. Oh, that's interesting. I'm thinking because you know the moon also represents the feminine. So compared to the sun in Aries, like the sun in Aries, you know, represents the masculine and is also exalted in there. So that action aspect is probably more prominent there while the Arian moon is while they they're they're active, they still they still might they might they don't have as much into it as the sun because they're you're 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 mainly pulling from your feminine aspect when it comes to the moon and the feminine aspect is related to being like receptive you know like more creating and um what is it just kind of being not really planning you know what i mean um so that makes sense that's that's interesting so Um, still he always has a newer, brighter, and better idea and goes on with equal enthusiasm to the next subject. Tremendous energy is wasted on, on ideas that fall apart and cannot be followed up by action. Because of this, the moon in Aries person must always be seeking new friends. In fact, he always needs an audience who, for a brief moment in time, will allow him his place in the forum. There is a lot of charm in this placement of the moon in Aries. Plenty of vivacity and verve there are moments when the person shines like a bright star expressing herself himself like a firebrand, only to be dashed apart when it comes to details. He is a Chinese firecracker, but never a damp squib, okay so this is weird because this is the only book that says this about Aries Moon about how they they just can't. Get the action out, so they're very vibrant, very fun, and everything. But it's mentioning how, even though you have ideas, which is very cardinal, Aries is a cardinal sign, you don't know how to implement it pretty much. So, like, making plans is just not on the agenda for you, and perhaps, like, um, of course, I'm not saying this is every Aries moon of course I'm sure there's some that still do what they need to do at least the Aries moons I know they when they plan some they get that shit done so I guess it just goes by like how it's aspected your sun sign and all that stuff of course too as well as your Mars so um yeah very interesting I know I keep saying that oh excuse me I keep saying that I'm I apologize but a person with the moon in Aries can rise to positions of authority very quickly, but then he reaches a point where he stays. There is no other place to go. Hmm. No matter how much he concentrates on his rapid rise to authority and the pleasure he has had in achievement, there comes a, a time when he becomes frustrated simply by the difficulties in holding on to what he has got. So, to me, this just to me this is not living in Aries um, <laughs> life. Aries is not about staying in one place, like especially if they've kind of outgrown it or they're bored, you already know they're getting the fuck up out of there. So if you feel lost, like make sure you really tap into your intuition, really do some work uh, journal and see why you feel stuck and where you can go from there, because You know, fire signs, in my opinion, they're just not people who really lay around and bullshit around like they need to be doing stuff, especially Aries. Aries is all about getting shit done, really like diving into those goals and plans and like, you know, just doing the damn thing pretty much. Okay, so his quick temper rises, but it fizzles out to become steam dispersed into the air. Gradually, the person with moon and Aries, having achieved success in business, becomes militant at home and very self-centered and conceited. For the moon and Aries person who does not achieve a modicum of personal success at work, the attention will turn to a series of personal conquests with the opposite sex. But his love life is never very stable. The moon and Aries person thrives on novelty and he can manufacture... Excitement through his own enthusiasm, often through aggravating a situation of embroidering facts. If other planets give him an outlet for his imagination through some source of creativity, then he can be a much happier person. So just, um, I don't know, these older books kind of get on my nerves when they give it, like give things like a gender you know what I mean because it's like it should be talking about Aries moon in general it's just you can't when it's saying he and even vice versa you can't really relate if you're you know if you don't feel related to that so just know these books are kind of old so it's not like you know they talk in like because Aries is masculine fire so they say he just like when it comes to Taurus, they say she because it's feminine um earth so just to kind of like put that out there. But it is a little annoying. Anyways, uh, let's see. His key words are enthusiasm at its best and impulsiveness at its worst. Between the two, he manages to have a very spark- sparkling life, always p- keeping up appearances among friends. He can be the life and soul of a party. But when the party ends, there can be lengthy periods of depression until the quick mind decides on the next thing to do. Neither anger nor depression lasts for any length of time. Ugly moments can be forgotten with ease, and there is rarely any resentfulness against others. His pride and independence bolster up his his self-esteem. So, yeah, again, you know, Aries, as long as they're keeping active and really working towards something, they feel very alive. If they're not, um, they do. They can get in a little moments of depression, but... Um, as mentioned, they will, tr- they will try to shake that cause they don't like to feel sad and they don't like to not really move around, but, um, they'll try to shake it as fast as they can. Um, physical characteristics, variable height, rather fleshy body and plump brown moon face, a good complexion, light brown or flaxen hair, flaxen means blonde, <laughs> strong noticeable nose with small nostrils, full round eyes and well-shaped full brows. So again, these books are old. They always put everything toward European looks. So don't always obviously not every single Aries moon is going to be brown-haired or f- blonde because there's other cultures and ethnicities on this on this planet and um we don't all have blonde hair, you know what I mean? Or brown hair, so it's whatever. Take it with a grain of salt. Weaknesses is eye strain, headaches, often of migraine and intensity, catara, catara, uh alopecia, and weak sight. So how moon and Aries people regulate to the sun sign. So this is how you will work in relationship with, you know, people of other sun signs. So it goes through all 12 of the zodiac signs. So of course we're starting with sun and Aries, all with Aries moon people. Excuse me. This combination produces great activity and thought and more than a few verbal fireworks. They are friendly in a volatile manner the sun in Aries dominates the relationship and the moon in Aries person is quite happy about this because it takes away a lot of responsibilities. The strength of the lunar Aries is that there is a great deal of understanding in the need for the solar Aries to be always active. So, I agree with this. If you are a moon in Aries and you are dating a sun in Aries or you're with one, you will work out perfect because even though you have like that fiery in you, You you're expressing more of that feminine part of where you're allowing, you know, that person to lead the relationship kind of where you can kind of just be and be there for support. That works very well because, you know, Aries, usually anything with like two Aries is going to be like button heads almost because both of them are going to want to be the dominant one. And one And one of them will have to kind of pull back just a little bit. And the moon in Aries does just that. So that would work out very great for you guys. <coughs> Excuse me. The strength of the lunar Aries is that there is a great deal of understanding and the need of the solar Aries to be always active. The weakness of the moon and Aries in this relationship is that both sexes are capable of standing up for themselves in arguments even when they are right. And the sun in Aries types are quick to take advantage of this weakness. Yes, so... Of course, you guys do fight for yourselves, stand up for yourselves, and you will argue. And I'm definitely going to let you know, you know, the, the sun represents the ego. So that sun in Aries is really going to try to dominate and take advantage of any weakness you show, especially when, when you're arguing. So be aware of that. So to sun in Taurus, the lunar Aries respects the stability of the Taurian. They can tread the same path in business or romance amicably. Though not without a few setbacks due to the quick Aries temper, there is a mutual respect here which is recognized by both parties. The moon in Aries supplies an inspiration to the sun in Taurus person and is able to bring out the best qualities of that sun sign. Once each party has established its own definitive qualities, there is no domination by the strong sun in Taurus. So, in my opinion, this one, I don't know because... I can understand. I feel like a Taurus will ground the Aries, especially when Aries start like going here, there, and like bouncing off the walls. But you have to be careful too because Taurians are very slow and they are not going to fuck with you telling them what to do. Like the one thing that that makes Taurus so stubborn is usually when they show it's when you try to tell them what to do. They hate that and they usually do the opposite. They don't like being told what to do, they don't like really receiving. Advice if they do not ask for it, so you just got to be kind of careful with that as an Aryan moon. Okay, so to Sun sign in Gemini, the lunar Aries can dominate the Gemini, but once Gemini feels he is being exploited, he is quick to move away. This relationship is always on a seesaw, its primary weakness is that the fickleness of the Gemini seems to mar the relationship, making it ultra painful on the romantic level. The relationship thrives when it is kept on a very intellectual level, which is good for business and bad for romance. So Gemini, you guys know they are very, they can be very flaky. So that's not going to run well with Aries because Aries, when you tell them something, they expect you to do it and they will call your fucking ass out on it. And Gemini's, I feel like when you, because they're mutable, When you kind of start to do that and kind of let them know about themselves, they kind of start to slowly disappear to the point where they just eventually just evaporate into the air sign that they are. They're not there pretty much because, you know, they, they have, they have to be allowed to move the way they enjoy to move. And that's just part of who Geminis are. They're just, you know, I don't don't want to say they're not reliable, but you just got to kind of like have a backup plan when it comes to that, because. Um, you know, I know plenty of Gemini sons, amazing people, amazing people, very funny and charismatic, but God forbid you have any plans with them because they'll be like, Oh, I'll be there. And then the next morning they're nowhere to be found. They're not answering their phone. Then they try to use the excuse of, Oh, I didn't hear my phone. Even though you caught them out on social media or you hear from another friend, they were somewhere else. It's just not. It's just not cool. And Aries ain't gonna deal with that. So, um, you will be dealing with a fiery like explosion if that happens. Because Aries does not want their time wasted. So, I think you just better be friends in that one. Um, again, you know, not saying you can't do it. Obviously, air and fire work. But just know what you're just know what you're going to be dealing with. And it also depends on their other parts of their chart. Of course, hopefully they have some earth up in there or (laughs) something that helps ground their ass where they're not like so fickle. So. All right. So sun and cancer, the sun and cancer struggles to dominate this relationship, but never really manages to do so. It is a relationship that has to be worked on and often has an off-on period when both retire hurt. They, tr- they tr- then try again because of their um, mutual in- interest. The strength of the moon in Aries is that it has a deep understanding of the erratic sensitivity of the Cancerian. But trouble comes when the Aries cannot hold its tongue about Cancer's faults. Both can go overboard in excess... When there is a romantic involvement. So, yeah, uh, you're the the Aries tongue, especially if it's in the moon, you know, that's how you express. So you're going to probably express very passionately and sometimes explosive because that's how I see fire sign moons is like there's like a very um, explosion when it comes to how they express themselves. It's just like, boom, because it's so like cutthroat, (laughs) It's just like oh, and it just easily can just piss someone off like that. You know what I mean? That's why I say it's an explosion. So um, I do feel that fire signs understand emotions because they are emotional motherfuckers themselves. But um, yeah, they uh, they they're how they express when they don't like something can will really cut a cancer. Cancers are very sensitive. Especially when you tell a Cancer about themselves, they really hate that and close up and then they get all emotional and stuff. So you have to be very careful. You have to learn how to communicate. Highly recommend using some blue lace agate (laughs) to help you communicate in a very more calming and passionate way. Um, So, okay. To Sun and Leo, the moon in the first fire sign of Aries relates very well to the higher Eclion of fire in the Leo. There are many common interests, both in romance and business, that there is a natural attraction here. This can be a very equal relationship with each party. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, you guys. Don't know why I'm like yawning so much. Um, It is early in the morning now. Um, A very equal relationship with each party dominating for a short period. Both parties are stubborn and neither likes to be proved wrong. The moon in Aries has a great ability to enjoy the flamboyancy of the solar Leo. I just feel like that'll make just a, a great hype team. So I don't I don't see how nothing can go wrong with that one, to be honest. I mean, I get like they're going to want to dominate for a little bit of the tension, but I feel like Leo will probably win over that aspect. Or they're going to be challenging each other a lot. <laughs> To Sun and Virgo, Aries dominates this relationship because the Sun and Virgo person will withdraw from any trouble and allow the lunar Aries to hold the reins. The Moon and Aries can easily relate to the Virgo Sun on the intellectual level. In a business relationship, the capricious Aries can spark off ideas and rely on the Virgo to put them into uh, effect. To make um, such a business partnership work, both parties should clearly define areas of work for getting into financial considerations. In romantic matters, the relations begin on an exciting level, but the lunar Aries can seldom live up to the Virgoans' discriminating ideas. So, yeah, you know, y'all know that Virgos, any Earth sign, really, especially Virgo and Capricorn, are cutthroat. (laughs) Um, When they get pissed, they really let you know about yourself to, like, to the point where, I mean, it just... It's one thing when a fire sign explodes on you. Cause like I said, it's more explosive and more surface level shit. Like it'll be more like something like, Oh, that's why you're fucking ugly or something like that. But an earth sign, especially Virgos and Capricorns even, but Virgos cause Virgos are so fucking critical. They will literally destroy your entire being about what they don't like about you or how you did something messed up. And To me, I don't give a shit if someone calls me ugly because that's just someone's preference. And to me, if you got to call somebody ugly, it just shows a lack of intelligence, in my opinion, because that's that's usually something that you do when you're like in elementary school, like you're going to be like, that's why you're ugly, because you can't really think of anything else. Right. You don't really have a big vocabulary, you know, in kindergarten or anything. But if you're doing that as a grown ass adult, it's kind of embarrassing because it's just like, is that all you got? You know what I mean? It's just kind of embarrassing. Like, come on now. That's all you got. Like anyways. Um, yeah. So beware of that. If you are an Aries moon for uh, the sun in Libra, Aries dominates this relationship, of course, because we let them <laughs> but its strength lies in the fact that it is motivated to help the sun and Libra, and so there is mutual appreciation. The weakness of the moon in Aries person is that he cannot understand the, facili- the vacillation of Libra, and the constant struggle to keep Libra on an even keel can result in temper tantrums, in which the moon in Aries generally comes off the worst. So... Yeah, trying to maintain that balance in us Libra suns. Good luck with that, Aries moons. But you you guys would know what to do. You, you, you would know. Um, the lunar Aries enjoys the perception of the sun and Libra person, but can get very irritated when the Libra becomes indecisive or makes too many demands on him to accept responsibilities. When the Libra recognizes that his needs can be fulfilled by the more dynamic Aries, when he is content to leave more and more responsibilities in the hands of the lunar Aries, who is not quite able to fulfill them? The same flaw exists in business matters. So, okay. So this basically just says do not go in business with each other pretty much, <laughs> in my opinion. But yeah, you just got to, again, it's just all about balance. Like, I know, like, my indecision just, I'm like, I think, I'm trying to think. Of all my really close friends, I believe... I am like the only, especially the groups. I would say I have other air sign friends, but I don't, we don't like hang out as much. Um, But my really core group of my friends, like my besties and stuff, I am the only air sign. I am not kidding. Other than that, it's all Scorpios, um, Taurians, and um, like Pisces but, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. Or, uh, Capricorns. What else? Virgos. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's my main core. Isn't that crazy? That is just like, and one of them's an Aries. So yeah, that's right. One one of them are, are an Aries. So that's like the only other one other than that everyone are earth and water signs, uh, mainly. So I don't know. I, I, it's just my moon. That's all I attract is like earth and watery signs. So, um, to, uh, to sun and Scorpio, when the rapidly moving lunar Aries meets the immovable force of the sun and Scorpio, there is bound to be chaos. If not head on collision, <laughs> the, there is an abrasive quality in the relationship. Um, as both parties try to dominate, but at times this is not a bad thing and both the Scorpion and Lunar Aries love to challenge. Love a challenge. The Arian rarely instigates any trouble but has enough pride to fight for its rights. Unfortunately, the Moon in Aries is overly sensitive to Scorpio's verbal onslaughts. The greatest difficulties come in the apprendi, Modus Apprendi because um, these two will seldom see eye to eye in, in achieving... And in result, in business, these two are good with a third partner, as long as it is not the spouse of the other party. Romantically, it can be a passionate pursuit of sensual and sexual pleasure. So um, I have seen lots of Scorpios with Aries because they're both Martian rules. And so I feel like sexually, yes, they they probably work very well. But as far as under, like Scorpio is very deep and they don't like to reveal themselves a lot. And I feel like that would get like, that will bug the living fuck out of an Aries to me because Aries likes to understand the person they're with. And when someone's being like, you know, like the common thing for Scorpios, don't worry about it. Why are you asking me questions you know, stuff like that, that was, that's going to get annoying because it's like, okay, you have to ask questions to understand someone, but they don't want to open up that easy it takes time for that and so I feel like that would annoy an Aries but sexual wise yeah go off sis go off go off homie you got it (laughs) okay so the sun and Sagittarius both love the activity of the other and this becomes a basis for mutual needs to be achieved especially in business but both personalities are strong and clashes of will and personality are very likely the more philosophical sun and Sagittarius can take this more easily on this stride then the quick-tempered lunar Aries. When both join together in a pioneering effort, they can attain spectacular results since the combination of energy ideas emerges very, very well. They make good traveling op- uh, companions well, but both are erratic enough to change the point of destination at will. Romantically, this can be an exciting relationship, mutually rewarding to both, but the female with the moon and Aries cannot always take the rough edges of the male with this son his son and Sagittarius so at least this leaves room for a lot of good independence which both need and yeah Sagittarius is another one who is very truth oriented uh so they will let you know about yourself and it can be also like you know so hopefully that didn't break it it just scared my cat when I did that so I hope that it didn't do that to anyone else but yeah, so to moon and Capricorn. What? They oh, they did a typo. They did a typo to moon and Capricorn. It's supposed to be the sun. So to sun and Capricorn, this relationship thrives in business because both are ambitious. But there are times when the lunar um, Aries becomes totally um, irritated with the slower moving Capricorn. Each likes to get into position position where it can it can be in the driver's seat and each likes to um, get into, um, I already read that part, and often has to make a compromise to so that they take turns in terms of romance. There is little attraction unless one or the other has attained a degree of financial security. Marriages occur more to expedite a better position in life, to reach a higher social position, but both will sacrifice emotional security for this for the security related to material needs the great strength of the lunar aries in this relationship is that the arian can understand the glum moods of the capricorn when the arian is female she may be ultra sensitive to periods of neglect the arian male may not ever understand the parsimonious nature of the sun and capricorn female yeah so good luck with that (laughs) Um, to Sun and Aquarius, the Sun and Aquarius recognizes the main attributes of Aries, the quick, sparkling ideas, and can generally be helpful in putting them into practical form. The attraction is mutual, a sort of psychic awareness, but one can contribute to the other. This works well both in business and romance, although the lunar Aries may make too many sexual demands on the Aquarius for a truly harmonious personal relationship and may have difficulty in keeping pace with the spiritual and mental growth so necessary to the Aquarian. So this, I, I like this, this basically says that they both kind of feed off of each other as far as like, you know, on a psychic level, as well as bringing things to the practical form. Because, you know, Aquarius is fixed energy, so whatever ideas that Aries has, it's like the Aquarius can kind of like help make that become a reality. So I think that's a great pair to work with. Um, To Sun and Pisces, the attraction generally comes from the lunar Aries who may recognize that the Sun and Pisces type need his help and know-how at at its worst. Uh, At its worst, the attraction may be one in which the lunar Aries, seeing the weakness of the Piscean character, may seize on it to assert power over another human being. There can be a very strong romantic attraction, the ardor of the lunar Aries contributing the Piscean's need to be loved on any terms. In business, it is an an unstable relationship prospering for a little while. When falling apart almost without each party's parties being aware of it, while Aries can relate sympathetically to the needs of the Piscean, he cannot cope with too much vacillation. Okay, so that is it for that one. That's just basically saying that the the Arian moon we'll probably run over and roll the relationship of the Pisces and Pisces is very, again, like I said, they need that emotional connection. While I feel like Aries can give that a look, you know, there, it can be overwhelming if it's expected of them all the time. Like, you know, they expect you to kind of know, you know, how, you know, feel not need all the validation and all that stuff all the time. So Let's go ahead and jump into the erotic astrology. So it's moon and Aries. It says in fiery Aries, the moon's energy is dynamic and impulsive, thrilled by adventure, opportunity, and challenging situations. You can usually be found in the forefront of any new activity, a natural rebel. You prefer making your own rules. So living under other people's restrictions, um, Oh, to living under other people's restrictions. Since you don't much care about any opinions other than your own, you don't seek advice and rarely follow it if offered. So, again, if you are someone, unless an Aries moon asks you for your advice, don't bother. Because, as mentioned, they rule to their own beat. They're not going to take something they did not ask for. So, don't. Just don't bother. Diplomacy is not your strong suit. You generally come right out and say whatever you're thinking. Moon in Aries is never secretive or deceitful, preferring unvarnished truth to sugar-coated deception. You deal with things immediately, often with little thought, but always with tremendous energy and verve, possessing great charm, oh, possessing great charm and wit, you exude an infectious optimism that's not always justified. Even so, you're a natural leader. And something of a visionary, those around you easily get caught up in your enthusiasms, sometimes even to the point of joining in your madcap schemes. So in bed, it says Aries passion is immediate love and desire do not build up gradually, but begin full force and proceed with high intensity in the bedroom. You enjoy uh, taking the lead and go after what you want with intensity and determination Between the sheets, you're a fiery lover easily aroused with physical desire that urgently demands satisfaction. You have a strong appetite for anything new and innovative and a talent for keeping the spirit of your love alive and thriving. You're open to trying anything that is fun and adventurous at least once. Although your sexual needs are high, intimate involvement with one person may become a source of conflict. Because you require a great deal of personal freedom, it's often easier for you to commit yourself physically than emotionally, so you deflect what you're feeling into your sexuality. Then you deal with your emotions on the level instead of of confronting them directly. For you, a successful permanent relationship needs to be based in friendship as well as in love and romance. So that is it, you guys. That's it for the Aries sex and relationship. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Thursday. Um, Could be listened to this on Friday, but if so, I hope you still did. And um, take care and be safe. Really love yourself. Love those around you. Take care and nourish your body. Immerse yourself in nature if you can. Remember, you are more than just only your physical looks. You are a whole ass being, mind, body, spirit. So make sure you're also feeding those as well. They need a lot of nourishment. That's when the healing begins, you guys. So love you so much. Take care. Again, please visit Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy um, and take advantage of the 5% off sale that I'm having. So have a wonderful day. Bye.